Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are halfway through the month of August. As a matter of fact, I am doing this podcast taping on August the 16th. And August the 16th is a very important day for me as a paratrooper because it was 82 years ago, August the 16th of 1940, when 48 members, the Airborne Test Platoon, tested out the parachute concept for the United States Army. 82 years ago, back there in good old other side of Mississippi River. And think about in the 82 years that have gone past all of those paratroopers that have worn the silver wings of the United States Army or the Navy Marine Corps Gold Wings. The Army is the proponent for all airborne training. So anyone that's going to be airborne qualified goes to the United States Army Airborne School down at Fort Benning, Georgia. It's an incredible legacy in history. You think about the, the paratroopers of World War II and all of the combat jumps that they did, especially when you think about the jumps prior to the landings at D-Day. You think about Operation Market Garden, the largest airborne operation in the history of the world. Of course, it did not end up with success because the British were not able to get to that very last bridge and the British paratroopers there in Arnhem, if I'm correct, they were not able to link up with them. It's a great movie, A Bridge Too Far. That, you know, phrase, A Bridge Too Far, can be used in many different ways. And I think that the best use of that phrase, A Bridge Too Far, is where we have seen the progressive socialist left go in the United States of America. You know, the history of service and sacrifice and commitment of my family to this nation, the longest-running constitutional republic that the world has ever known, started in World War II with my father, U.S. Army Corporal Herman West Sr. It carried on to my older brother, who just happened to be the black sheep. He joined the Marine Corps, but honorably served United States Marine Corps Lance Corporal Herman West Jr., Wounded at Quezon, Vietnam, Charlie Company, 1st Battalion, 26 Marines. Then it came my time to step up and do my part in serving this country. And I spent 22 years. I started out as a high school junior ROTC cadet back in Atlanta, Georgia, and of course went to the University of Tennessee, earned my commission there, and did 22 years, retiring in 2004. Now, my nephew, my older brother's son, is a lieutenant colonel in the United States Army, waiting to take command next year of an artillery battalion because he followed in my footsteps. I remember when Bernie Herman Bernard West III, he was there 
in my change of command ceremony at Fort Hood, Texas, back on June the 6th of 2002. June the 6th, the day of the D-Day landings. And I took command of a battalion in the 4th Infantry Division. As you know, the 4th Infantry Division, another historic American unit, it landed at Utah Beach. My first combat tour of duty was with the 1st Infantry Division, who famously landed there at Omaha Beach, the Big Red One. If you're going to be one, you're going to be a Big big Red One. I love the, the motto of the Big Red One, no mission too difficult, no sacrifice too great, duty first. The battalion that I took command of in the 4th Infantry Division, the 2nd Battalion, 20th Field Artillery Regiment, our motto was duty, not reward. And as you know, recently my son-in-law, J.D., graduated from Army Basic Combat Training in Fort Jackson. And my oldest daughter's husband, my other son-in-law, he served in the Army as well. My father-in-law, Angela's dad, 24 years, United States Army, retired as a master sergeant, two combat tours of duty in Vietnam. He and his wife, Angela's mother, my mother-in-law, buried in Arlington National Cemetery. We all took an oath, every single one of us that I just named, connected in our family, to support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that's why, over this past week, I've been kind of I'm going to say it very clearly, pissed off. Because a social media platform, TikTok, decided they would ban a video that I had out there. Maybe some of y'all saw that video. It had 2.3 million hits. Pretty astonishing. But I guess that put up the red flag. Because all of a sudden, we were told that we violated some community guidelines, standards. I'm wondering, what in the Sam Hill is that? How could a person who comes from a family of servants to this great nation in uniform, men who have served in multiple combat zones from World War II all the way up to the present day, and continue to serve and continue to wear the uniform, what community guideline did I violate to the 22-year career officer from the United States Army and a former member of the United States House of Representatives is banned from a social media platform. Violent extremism? I mean, we've got the email chain where our social media manager was going back and forth with the folks at TikTok. I simply said, that the Federal Bureau of of Investigation, the FBI, based upon what happened at Mar-a-Lago, has been weaponized and declared war against the United States and its citizens. And there have been many others have said that. But I think the fact that 2.3 million people tuned in on TikTok to listen to a monologue from a former member of the United States military, former member of Congress, former chairman of the Republican Party here in Texas, a black conservative, that could not happen. Now, let me tell you something. One of the amendments to the Constitution that I took an oath to support and defend is the First Amendment 
freedom of religion, free exercise thereof, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, the right to petition my government for redress of grievances, freedom of the press. I want us to have an objective press, not a propagandized press, a Pravda press. What has happened in America? When I hear these folks on the left sit around and say, those fascists on the right, they're, they're just fascists. Maybe some people need to pick up a dictionary, Merriam-Webster Merriam or somebody's dictionary, and read the definition of what fascism and being a fascist is. A person that is a fascist or fascism is about suppressing opposing thought, perspectives, insight. That's what we have happening in the United States of America. There's a case right now where the White House is being sued because there is proof, emails from the White House to Twitter telling Twitter, a private company, got it, to suppress the free speech of an American citizen. This Biden administration. What country are we living in? It is not that it is happening. It is that there are people that believe they're justified in doing it. So what are we fighting for? Are we fighting so that a place like Afghanistan, where I spent two and a half years of my life, we can just turn it right back over to militant Islamist terrorists called the Taliban? Are we fighting for an Inflation Reduction Act that has nothing to do with inflation reduction, but it has everything to do with a progressive socialist leftist ideological agenda. The American people, President Biden, the American people aren't concerned with putting solar panels on their house right now. They're not concerned about going out and buying an electric vehicle that they can't afford anyhow. So they're not looking for your subsidies after they go out and buy these things. They're just trying to fuel their cars. They're just trying to get to work. They're just trying to get new backpacks for their kids going back to school, the school supplies. They're just trying to put food on the table. But you're passing this monstrosity of a mess. You're raising taxes on entities, and it will flow down to people that make less than $400,000. The Joint Committee on Taxation has said so. The Congressional Budget Office, both nonpartisan, partisan, have said so. But yet, in saying these things, does that mean that FBI going to come knock on my door? Does that mean that all the social media platforms are going to kick me off? Because how dare I speak in opposition? to the leftist Marxist agenda. Maybe even saying that Marxist is bad. But oh, by the way, didn't the leaders, the founders of Black Lives Matter say that they're avowed Marxists? So if I am out here repeating and emphasizing what people are calling themselves, I'm supposed to get banned for that? I mean, we got whistleblowers now, TikTok, that are coming out and talking about the political bias in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. You're going to ban those people if you find out who they are? 
Nah, you, you're okay if you're a whistleblower and you're whistleblowing against Donald Trump and making up some more hoax. But if you're talking about facts, if you're talking about what's happening, if you're talking about the fact that the CDC has now come to a census, I guess, and realized that this whole thing about a COVID vaccine, it's meaningless. Jill Biden has been jabbed quadruple. She has COVID. So this thing, as Dr. Deborah Burke said, maybe about three, four weeks ago, they knew going into it that it would not stop people from getting infected. It's a virus. We live with viruses day in, day out. But what this was was an ability to once again take away our freedom our liberties, our rights. People lost their jobs and people are starting to sue and they're winning these lawsuits because how is it that you put people in the unemployment line because they refuse to take something that now we're being told it was ineffective anyhow, that people were going to get infected with the COVID-19 virus anyways. Think about all of these young men and women in our military, especially at a time when we're talking about falling short by 40,000 members over this year and the next year of recruitment goals in the military. And we've been threatening to put people out of the military. We've been threatening to cut off their pay and benefits if they don't want to take this shot. But saying this, does this mean that I will get banned from Twitter, TikTok, whatever is out there? This is appalling. This is unconscionable. That one of the standard bearers of freedom is now being run by tyrannical, I I can't even explain it. And show me where this philosophy of government, this leftist philosophy has ever been successful. Don't tell me in some European countries because it's not the same. I don't want to live in a country where the government says, I'm going to take care of everything for you. Just give me your tax dollars. I believe in individual sovereignty and freedom. And that is really the premise upon which the United States of America was founded as this longest running constitutional republic. But right now we have people that don't believe that. We don't have pay, we have people that don't believe that the individual is sovereign. We have people that don't care about your rights, freedoms and liberties. We have people that only believe in one thing, what they believe in and you will subjugate yourself to them. If not, you got no rights, freedoms and liberties. If they will go after a former president in his private residence, My place means nothing to them, and neither does yours. If all of a sudden we have a social media platform that will tell a sitting president and now former president, you're banned off this social media platform forever, but yet the Ayatollah is on there. I bet the Taliban even has a Twitter or TikTok or whatever social media account. We know that ISIS did because we got to see what they were doing. But here I am in the United States of America 
where I'm supposed to have a constitutional right to the freedom of speech and freedom of expression, and I've got some data dink somewhere sitting in a basement maybe of his mama's house telling me, eh, you violated community guidelines. You might be a violent extremist. I mean, think about this article that was just written in the Atlantic talking about the rosary now is a symbol of extremism. Yeah. Or this FBI that we have that has a memo that is being proliferated throughout the agency that says that the Betsy Ross flag, the Gadsden Don't Tread on Me flag, and the Gonzalez, Texas, come and take a flag. Those are symbols of extremism. Two of those flags fly in my house, mounted on my wall. Betsy Ross flag and the Texas Gonzalez, October the 3rd of 1835, October the 2nd, I'm sorry, 1835, come and take it flag, which began the Texas Revolution. But now we are told by the Federal Bureau of Investigations, those are symbols of extremism. The Gaston flag, don't tread on me, is a symbol of extremism. But a group like Antifa or Black Lives Matter, they can go out and burn neighborhoods to the ground. They can attack and assault police. They can shoot lasers in their eyes. They can kill them, whatever they want. And they're okay. As a matter of fact, we can't find a single daggum Antifa leader. Give me a break. But we got time to ban a retired Army lieutenant colonel and former member of Congress from a social media platform. Hey, look, it's time to wake up. I, I, I don't like what I see happening. But I have to accept this reality. Because if you don't accept the reality of your political opposition, your enemy, whatever, on a battlefield, and this is an ideological battlefield, then eventually that reality is going to slap you in the face like a cold wind. And I think that's what happened a week ago when the Federal Bureau of Investigation decided to raid the private residence of a former president. And we don't know why. To have a warrant that you were given a two-week window to, to execute, and then it took them about 48 to 72 hours to actually execute it. So I don't see the immediate pressing emergency or national security threat. But to say that every single thing in that private residence from the day Donald Trump became president to the last day that he was president, they could take Imagine that. Just a big wide net thrown out into the ocean. And whatever we catch, we're going to try to find something. And remember that age-old adage, you can get a grand jury that can indict a ham sandwich? I think that's where we're headed. Because I cannot tell you how many folks on the left have said they want to see shackles, they want to see a perp walk, they want to see someone in orange jumpsuit what America do we live in
Here at the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast, we want to live in a constitutional republic. I don't hate people on the left, but I'm not really kind for those that want to destroy the thing that I took an oath to support and defend. Multiple generations in my family have done. And that's the Constitution. So if I got to meet you on this ideological battlefield, I'm ready to do that. If I have to surrender my life in order to protect freedom and liberty for my daughters, for my sons-in-laws, for my grandson, I will do that. But there's a line in the sand. Not like the Barack Obama line in the sand, but a real one. This says, I'm not going to surrender this great nation over the people that want to replicate the disasters of the 20th century and even into the 21st century with Venezuela. If the beacon, that lighthouse of liberty and freedom that is these United States of America goes out, where do all of those ships in distress find safe harbor? People have come to these shores legally because America represents something that they did not have in their native countries. And they're the ones, most importantly, that don't understand why we would allow this to metastasize here in our country. So I'm not happy about my freedom of speech being restricted because I basically said exactly what is happening in America. So to the folks at TikTok, unless you have walked in my combat boots, don't do that again. You're not going to suppress my voice. What you will do is you will make me dig my heels in even deeper and to continue to profess the truth that will ensure my grandson lives in the greatest nation that the world's ever known. Before they burn it down